0: Here
2: we go! Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! This is it! This is Top Flag Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pa pa pa!
0: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what?
2: Welcome along. Uh, it's one of those irregular episodes where we have a look in the mailbag mm. and look at the emails that you wonderful, wonderful people have been uh, sending in to us, uh, regaling us with your tales and stories that relate to stuff we've talked about. Sometimes they don't, sometimes some random stuff. But one of the things we were talking about recently, Sam, was uh, the power handshake which oh, yeah. we
0: both despise. We despise it. it. It's the quickest truly... and simplest way to identify a wrong one.
2: It's the mark of a cunt. Hmm. Absolutely. And um, someone called George Mm. Uh, who's in Plymouth and is, well, when he sent this, was 42 years and 333 days old. That's a nice number, isn't it? A Lovely. nice uh, round number there. He's turbo IFS. Mm. So, that, I mean, that gets you. Best
0: quality uh, of person.
2: That gets it at the front of the queue if you want to get your email read out, let's be honest. Yeah,
0: absolutely does. Um,
2: and uh, George says, handshakes, uh, I'm a little bit behind on content as I'm on holiday, but with regards to hard handshake equals cunt, I totally agree. Yeah. Mm. When it happens, I have an automatic response. I can't stop. In school last year, a fancy head teacher was being paraded around, and I was introduced to them. I guess that George must be a teacher himself or some kind of yeah. school staff member, as opposed to a forty as opposed to a forty-two year old pupil.
0: Yeah, which, I hope um, he's a caretaker because that's the best person in any school.
2: Yeah half mean Huntley obviously
0: yeah he was
2: awful um, yeah uh, in school a fancy head teacher was being paraded around and I was introduced to them so they could prove their authority over me they crushed my hand in a handshake <laughs> and I couldn't help blurting out oh that's a hard one
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the pressure stopped
1: That's great. The head
2: looked at me alarmed and quickly moved away no handshakes from them since
0: brilliant so there you go that's brilliant. Yeah, you call them out on it. And that's a really good way to call them out. Because yeah. well, it just makes them feel silly. And that really mm-hmm. is what they are. Above all else, it's bloody silly and childish. Right?
2: I think as well, you can just pretend they've hurt you. You know? They do the hard handshakes. Pretend it hurt. Don't be Ow.
0: ashamed. Ow! Ow! Ow why, did you, why did you do that? Why did you hurt me? Oh, my hand's not um. strong enough to take that. Kind of squeeze him. I feel like yeah. you bummed my hand. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah. it's. Uh, I told you about the time when I, I went around a girlfriend's house when I was about seventeen, and um, we walked into the front room. Both her parents were there, and the first funny thing that happened was she introduced me to both her parents. She said, uh, "This is my mum, Chris," and I went, "Oh, hello, Chris." Short for Christine. Fine, no problem at all. Nice to meet you, right? And this is my dad. Also Chris. Her mum and her dad were both called Chris. (laughs) So obviously I was a little bit worse for wear and I started to giggle a bit, but then I held it together. It's the first time I'd met them. I wanted to make good impressions, so I thought it's not great to be laughing at their names straight away. And then the dad, who was a man a gentleman of the north, but living in the south. Oh. Oh. But he always had you know, a lot of a lot of um Northmen who live in the south. They always have their guard up, right? For the, the the risks <laughs> the risks presented by the southern fop, right? And he shook my hand, and it was a robust handshake, but it wasn't a cunt's handshake, right? It was just solid. It was just on the right side of acceptable. And I had a seventeen-year-old sort of idiots handshake and anyway then I sort of anyway, nice to meet you bye I'm just going to try and get off with your daughter upstairs now okay then all the best turn the telly up because it might get a bit noisy I'm hoping it'll get there'll be a lot of noise anyway <laughs> it's I'm best- a very noisy lover <laughs> <laughs> I'm a noisy fingerer I'll tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a, little a bit noisy too much information there.
2: I'll bet too much information there. I'll bid you farewell.
0: <laughs> I've said too much. You just get on with watching whatever it is you're watching. Watching a nice film, are you? Get a VHS out. Oh, good morning, Vietnam. Yeah, I like that one. Um, <laughs> as I walked out, I heard him say, I mean, you know, I suppose when you... I don't know if I was the first boyfriend she'd brought home. I don't know now. I mean you got me thinking but I thought I was and so it probably was a big moment for them thinking who's this fucking geezer she's got on the go pervert we'll run the rule over this fucking spotty little weirdo right and as I left the room he said and I heard him say it he said to his wife oh I'm shit like a wet fish (laughs) that's lived with me ever since I was really hurt by that
2: do you think that uh, he knew you were you were within a shot
0: probably a power yeah play? power play good. and fair play yeah, to good. him look looking back of course power play me you're mm. the dad i am the little twerp who's trying to heavy pet with your precious yes. daughter and yes. you were i was i was lucky to just get away with a a, a remark like that mm. you know he would have been well within his rights to just giving me a beating and booted me out the house <laughs> <laughs> without uh, even looking at you <laughs> exactly right so and and I would also say that my handshake would have been like a wet fish but yeah. one thing I'm proud of is that I didn't allow that episode in my life to make me develop a firm handshake because it could have done other lads would have heard that and think and from that day on I swore I would have to have the, the firmest handshake that anyone in, in the land would ever feel right no <laughs> I just thought fuck that I wouldn't say my handshake's like a wet fish, as such anymore. I may have had clammy hands. I won't go into why. <laughs> I may have had clammy hands, right? Uh, so you might be referring to that as well. But I wasn't. I didn't let it make me think. Oh, it's important to have a firm handshake. I just thought, fair enough. The, the bloke doesn't like me. I don't blame him. What's to like? You know. Maybe the people who've
2: got the firm handshakes are people who have suffered. At the hand, literally, yeah. of other people with firm handshakes, and yeah. they're like, "I will never be embarrassed they will fight, and humiliated by that again." I will, yeah, exactly, yeah. I will now up my game but, uh, and strengthen you, you, my own handshake.
0: You, then they've won. Don't if if you're an, uh, you know if you're a younger listener and you find yourself on the end of this situation where someone tries to crush your hand, right? Don't play their game. You don't have to. You're enough. Your handshake is enough. You don't need to define yourself by the strength of your handshake, right? Exactly. Don't play their game. It's for yeah. Tories and weirdos. Right. I <laughs> is more. I mean, to be honest, handshakes are a Victorian themselves. Hello, good to meet you. Delaney, yeah, Sam exactly. Delaney, yeah. business person. Let's sit down and do a business deal. Yeah. Fuck that. I just do, I prefer street shakes, Andy.
2: <laughs> do you know, do, I mean, lots of us have reverted to the fist bump. Yeah,
0: it's good. Yeah, it's more street, yeah, isn't better. it? Yeah. More our speed. Uh, right, bullshit alert. I haven't read this, but I just will, because bullshits are good.
2: Well, are they? We'll find out. Evening, lads.
0: (laughs) Not sure if you're still doing bullshit stories anymore, but I thought I'd send you this. Won't bore you. Keep it short. I work for the fire service. Good start. Good job. Lad at work nicknamed Google for supposedly knowing everything about everything he had to take training on large animal rescues and came out with when a cow is stuck in water and is stressed its anus expands and it can <laughs> drown from water entering the anus <laughs> the uh, he went on to google it and found fuck all on it because it's a fucking ridiculous thing to say needless to say we've written the piss out of him ever since TTFN dickheads cunt of Dave PSI have an ice cube in my mouth uh, yeah you cannot drown via the arse even we no. know that
2: no the the arse is self-tightening in all um circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So don't worry about that. Don't worry about going in the water and um drowning through your ass. That cannot not happen ever. Yeah. You'll be fine. Uh I had one here. Oh there it is. Vietnamese ear hospital.
0: Oh. that the kind promising of thing you want to hear title. About? Yeah.
2: This is from who sent that last one? Did you see it? Did your name yeah, Cunter
0: Dave. Cunter Dave. Dave. Uh, Dave. I've got his surname as well, but he just signed it Cunter Dave, so I'll leave it at that. Uh, okay. so five five this, and Dave.
2: This one is from um, Martin. Um, Lads, he says, you may dream of visiting an ear, nose, and throat department at a UK hospital, which we, we did talk about recently. Um, very interested in the connection between the three uh, areas of the head.
0: Facial um, orifices, I call yeah, them. Horrifying. Yeah, orifices. Yeah. The Facial pluralism. Orify, the, the triumptive of Facial Orify. <laughs> yeah.
2: that was was that not a Genesis album?
0: What, the triumph of, of Facial Orify? I think yeah. it might have been. It was before, um, what's his name left, wasn't it? Gabriel. It was before Gabriel mm. fucked
2: off, yeah. Uh, I've been to a Vietnamese one, says Martin. Uh, whilst travelling, my ex got a ball of wax the size of a baked bean stuck in her ear. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, after my ill thought out attempt to suck it out using a straw, right. I had to take her to a local sanatorium. That's a good name for a medical establishment. Yeah. Sanatorium. They're not fucking about there, are they? Nah. Uh, where we were ushered to the deserted ear floor.
0: You'll go to ear floor now. No one been there in many years.
2: Well, this is what he says. He says mm. we were the only patients. Uh, try and picture one flu over the cuckoo's nest. Every wall was covered in drawings of ears. Oh, there were models of ears that came apart like jigsaws. Wow. <coughs> oh, the ear floor. This is like, this like, is
0: like a Kubrick film or, or Stephen yeah. King novel.
2: Or it sounds like one of those weird immersive experience theatre things. Mm. The ear floor. Uh, there were models of ears that came apart like jigsaws. The ear doctor only spoke Vietnamese in a very aggressive manner. So we had to get an interpreter in.
0: An aggressive Vietnamese gentleman.
2: They strapped her by her arms to a chair akin to an executioner's chair.
0: Fucking hell. They're going to fucking kill her, eh? Just because she's got wax in her ear.
2: It's the size of a big bang, to be fair.
0: Yeah, kill her. Um, it's only way.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Not quality of life. Eradicate. Kill You'll find new <laughs> wife. Wife, with clean air. <laughs> you'll have to be better chance. in the long run Few, few weeks you'll feel sad but then things get better I promise you
2: life is long you'll get second chance trust me <laughs> um, strapped to, to a, an executioner's chair and then used the longest forceps I've ever seen we're talking close to a metre long <laughs> surely you need forceps that are going to be kind that. of short no way to control well, that's what he says. Close to a metre long, to pull this bean out of her ear, which was attached to her eardrum. Needless to say, she thought it was worse than labour. Finally, she was given two weeks antibiotics. The cost for this entire visit: thirty-one pounds.
0: well that's not so, of bad. Of course, that will be f- that'll that's be a
2: free happy on the ending. NHS. It is we got a few so, um, earwax
0: emails here um which is interesting because i don't remember us talking about earwax but i'm sure not, we did
2: was it from the time when i got the earbuds stuck in my ear That's, at Station? yeah, and yeah. I had to pull it out with
0: tweezers it is those it is stories are very welcome um because <laughs> they're you know I, we're all fascinated by large deposits of wax or uh, <laughs> stuck in an ear and how to get rid of them um Okay, thanks for that. We've got one here from Calvin McDonald, age 30.8, using the decimal system there. Um 0.8? Eight,
2: uh, eight, eight tenths of a 12 month calendar.
0: Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, it's a quite unspecific that. We prefer it to the day, but whatever.
2: I mean, I want to know whether he means, he accidentally means eight months, because that's not how you would write it. No. Point 0.8 means, you know, eight tenths, but, you know. Okay. We'll leave it.
0: Uh, all right, Frank Lampard. <laughs> Calvin McDonald's written I used to go to Hibbs games with my grandma. We had a player called Michael Stewart, and whenever he made a mistake, she would exclaim, Michael Crawford! <laughs> I don't think she ever realised that she'd made the mental switch. Um, I am really here for more emails entitled Match Nanners. Have you ever attended a football game with your nana? I have not, so I've got nothing. Although I did... No, I haven't either. My mother once came to one game. It's strange with my mum, because she's got four sons who are absolutely football obsessed and have been from day one. It must have been very annoying and frustrating for her, because from day one, you know, she's had these sons, all they fucking talk about is football, right? Yeah. And all they want to do is watch football and all the rest of it. Boring. And yet she's never, ever developed any interest or knowledge of the game like you would think that by osmosis you would so my italian aunt her two boys are, are like fo- as football obsessive as me and my brothers but as a result she f- i can have a really solid conversation with her about italian yeah. football she knows all the ins and outs right in fact right. i don't know if i've told you this but she now she's sort of in reti- she's retired and she lives in milan now Do you know she does um, English teaching to some of the Milan players? All right, okay. First teamers. That's good. She got it because she went to the the hairdresser she went to in Milan, right? Um, She got talking to another customer in the hairdressers because that customer was English. She was like a... She was a scouser, right? And my auntie, Mickey, she's originally... You know, her mum was Scouts. She was born in Liverpool. She's just lived most of her adult life in Italy. So she heard this woman talking with the Scouts. And she went, oh, you're English. You're from Liverpool, right? She went, yeah. She went, oh, my mum was from Liverpool. I was born out there, blah, blah. They get talking. This woman said, well, I've only just moved to Milan. And, you know, I'm really pleased to have met you. This is great. Would you ever consider helping me with my Italian? Because I've got to learn. She went, yeah, okay. And this woman, who seemed quite young, offered to pay her some quite outrageous amount of money, right? Or like a large sum. So my aunt was like, great, you know, this is a nice bit of part-time work, extra bit of money, right? So she starts giving her lessons. She goes, how come you're here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my boyfriend, he plays for AC Milan. I started dating him because he used to play for Liverpool. And the lad's name, I think he might have even played for Sunderland. He was a striker. I think he played under Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool, and he was quite a big signing, but it didn't quite work out. Fabio Barini? Barini.
2: Wow. Jalapeno. Here's a Brief But Annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this Brief But Annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering.
0: For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tics.
2: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings.
1: Jalapeño. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
0: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right.
1: Jalapeño
0: She was Barini's girlfriend who he'd met at Liverpool He did play for Sunderland, didn't he?
2: He did, yeah, we had him on loan and then we w- signed him permanently Was he, and was he decent or not? He was, he was great on the loan period, he was a hero Right Because um, we didn't have many players that were any good And he scored at Wembley when we lost in the cup final against ah. Manchester City But then, then there was this big clamour to get him back But he didn't really fit into the team He didn't right. fit into the shape of the team at the time So it was kind of like, well, why do we do that then?
0: Mm. I and, don't know uh, where but, he is now but as a result i don't think he's at Milan, i'm he's not in sure in
2: turkey because there, uh, there was he kind of almost offered himself to us over the summer right i think he was out of contract this in turkey, summer just and it was this summer just now. gone. oh yeah. wow he was, it was there was talk of him possibly coming back but no
0: nah, well as, was, as a result uh she started te- he was te- she started teaching the the girlfriend italian no right the, and then she started uh helping Barini with his English, which was already good. But so then he, he introduced her to other players, right? All right. He introduced her to other players who all they all want to learn English fluently because they all want a transfer to the Premier League and they like to be prepared and it's extra yeah. just gives you extra value if you if your agent say you already speaks fluent English. Mm. So she was teaching yeah, four or five Milan players. I think she still is. Said she, she said she'd get me and lend tickets if we go over there so that's quite yeah, that's, interesting
2: that's a really good category actually brilliant things that have happened to you through completely random circumstances mm. you know just th- that conversation yeah just bumping into someone like yeah, that just something something falls into your path and something brilliant comes out of it yeah and it's perfect send them her, in if you know, you've got any.
0: yeah like fucking hell she's just there retired maybe getting a bit yeah. bored could do the next bit of dough whatever Fucking what yeah. a great way to do it. Anyway, I started talking to her because she, like, she knows about football because her sons are obsessed. My mum, it's just never, my mum won't be able to tell you how many players were in a fucking football team, right? <laughs> but once upon a time, my my brother took her to QPR, um, QPR Terrace Legend Castellani, and she was like, what, why would I go to that? And he said, come on, I've got a spare ticket, come along. And um, at half time, he said to her, like, my mum's like a kid with sweets and treats. She's like, she's got an addiction to them, right? So when she found out, she had no idea, for instance, that they sold snacks and foodstuffs at the football. So at half-time, my brother went, do you want anything? I'm going to the bar. She went, well, what do you mean? He went, well, you know, they've got snacks and drinks and what have you. Do you want the tea or anything? She went, And she was so baffled, she sort of first said, "Uh," like she hadn't had time to plan. And she went, oh, no, no, I'm fine. So then he got off. He said, all right. So he walked halfway up the steps. And when he was halfway up the steps, she stood up and called out to him. Actually, Cass, can you get me some Murray mints? (laughs) What? (laughs) Because, what, was there, there was like a tuck shop down yeah, there with everything to choose from. Because he sort of left it back. So they got all sorts of snacks and she envisaged it like a news agent <laughs> that stopped every yeah. kind of branded yeah. sweet. And like, but where fucking Murray Mints came from anyway? I mean, like, I don't know. It's not even our favourite sweet. just it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, fucking hell. You don't know like someone's offered you oh. something and you said no out of politeness, but then you think, fucking hell, oh, I wish I'd cashed in on that. And she's panicked and she stood up yeah. and he said that, like, you know, Obviously, he was—he's trying to cultivate uh, uh, his, you know, terrace hard man reputation. Of course, and his mum's shouting to him right across the stand. Actually, Cass, can I have some Murray mints, please?
2: <laughs> and, a, and a copy of the Daily Mirror. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and a scratch card, <laughs> and a box of Swan Vesters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, anyway, oh, yeah, match nanas. Thanks Calvin McDonald for that. And more match nanas or match mums if if you're struggling for match mamas, uh nanas. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh here's one from Al and it's entitled This and That Green Grocery. This feels very um uh, pregnant with possibilities. Mm. he says, "Hi lads, I was on holiday in Mallorca with my girlfriend last week." and we decided to frequent the food market in Parma to procure some fresh local produce. We went at a time of the day that was quiet with few local shoppers. This was our first mistake. (laughs) We were perusing the stalls, drinking in the morning Balearic air and being indecisive about which stall to buy from. The visible indecision was our next mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the shadows, a burly and disheveled disandart approached us, holding half a nectarine in one hand and a blunt knife in the other. Mm -hmm. Unsolicited, he sliced a chunk off the average looking stone fruit, put it in my girlfriend's hand and said with a hint of menace, eat this. (laughs) 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 She obliged. This was assumed by him to be a legally binding purchase agreement. Oh, yeah. We, we were then led That's a short a distance to... His,
0: that move, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. We were then led a short distance to his nearby stall where a fig was roughly thumbed into my palm with the same accompanying words, Eat this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't really like figs. No, thank I you. Replied, <laughs> I replied timidly, You like my figs, he corrected <laughs> me. <laughs> 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 accepting our fate we decided to buy our fruit and veg from the dis and that who was now standing over us breathing heavily and still holding the knife not having any cash my girlfriend asked if he accepted payment by card he stepped back looked directly at her breasts and replied do
0: you take payment by card oh my god fuck
2: oh god at this point we bought enough overpriced fruit to avoid a scene thanked him and turned to leave As he walked away, sorry, as we walked away, the haunting words followed us. Come to my garden and see my fruit. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, our pace quickened. We didn't look back. I still don't like figs. (laughs) Oh God.
0: Fucking, now uh, th- 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 that was a really good this and that, and sometimes this and that's can actually verge on the scary. And sometimes mm. with this and that's, you actually have to start start working out. Do I have to turn this into a physical confrontation? It's always best not to. But sometimes they really they they play with you. <laughs> they tow the line, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, there's a great this and that somewhere, Andy, and I cannot fucking find it. And you're better at finding me. It's about a geezer. And I think he's in the States and he had a cat dumped on him by, I think, their Mexican maid who then fucked off to Mexico. It's a double email story. I mentioned it to you the other day. I, can't, I don't got know. It. Have you got I've it? I've got
2: it in front of me. All right, yeah. there's,
0: there's two There's two messages. There's one and there then is. he updates. Can you see them both? All right,
2: I can see them both. Would you
0: like to hear them? Yeah, take us through it.
2: Okay, Michael Fryer, IFS San Diego. Ooh, he says... Dear Sam and Andy, a few days ago my good wife woke me up with the words you're not going to like this, my mm-hmm. Spanish isn't as good as I thought. We lived near San Diego and a couple of weeks ago she had a conversation with the lovely Mexican lady who does some occasional cleaning for us. Mm. She came away thinking that she'd agreed to go over every two to three days to check in on the cleaner's cat and five ten-day-old kittens while she was in Mexico for oh. five weeks. At 6am last Tuesday morning the family turned up with the cat, kittens and... All the supplies they'd need while they were away. <laughs> My good wife tried to explain the misunderstanding, but they said, Don't worry, they'll be fine. I left. <laughs> <laughs> Cats don't like getting moved to unfamiliar places. So you imagine how terrified she was. We texted the husband and got this reply Hello. It's the first day. Tomorrow, the fear will go away.
0: (laughs) He's a fucking thinks He's a cat psychologist. A cat whisperer. Trust me. Uh, I know cats. They're fine. (laughs) I can hear him
2: adding the word pussycat at the end as I read it. (laughs) Tomorrow, the fear will go away, pussycat. Anyway, <laughs> thankfully the mother cat is settling in and the kittens aren't dead. We've had no word whatsoever from the couple. The only place we could put the cats was the new office space I built in the garden and had recently finished. I was all set to move in until the kittens arrived. Unlike myself, at least my seven-year-old and 20-month-old daughters are thrilled by this new development.
0: So that's good. That's good. That's part one, you see. There's a, there's a follow-up that's funny.
2: Okay. I have it in front of me. Mm. Update, it says. Uh, Dear Sam and Andy. Thought you'd be interested and amused to hear an update on the unexpected kitten sitting I wrote to you about two weeks ago. Mm. In short, the owners have done a runner and abandoned them. (laughs) My good wife got in touch with the husband, who was supposed to be back from Mexico two days ago. He's still there, getting dental implants.
0: (laughs) Getting the dental implant. It
2: takes time, you know. Many, many weeks. (laughs) They do one tooth at a time.
0: (laughs) I got a whole mouth.
2: Says he has no idea when he'll be back. To her urgent question about what we should do with the kittens, he simply said, Ah, just give them away!
0: (laughs) She then asked
2: about the mother cat. His reply was, Her too! (laughs) (laughs) So we now have to feed and find homes for six cats. I should call two of the kittens, Dis and Dat, to commemorate the whole thing. That is excellent stuff
0: that's really that's, that's a so really good. we've had two I've missed the dis and that's actually there was a period on this podcast a couple of years ago where we were ball steeping in them and some of them were fucking superb yeah. I mean we reran well, a couple of classics recently didn't we when you I, were I on mean, holiday
2: lockdown you know restricted yeah. everyone's movements so there was no way to travel And no, we ran of out of dis and that stories yeah I've got another quick one here which combines dis and that and also blocked ears oh Perfect. Uh, this is from Gerard Earp, uh, and he says, I used to get a blocked ear after flying. Went to Greece about 20 years ago, brackets, mm. 99 pounds on Teletext. Wow, them other days. And after a couple of days, I had to go to the local dis and dat to get them syringed. Two fucking massive lumps came out, and he said, Congratulations, these twins!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Legend. There we go. Thank you very much, Gerard Earp, for that one.
0: Have you got
2: any Any others there?
0: I've just accidentally um, stumbled across a flounce, which I won't read, but I've just been reminded of someone who flounced uh, a while back uh, based on us not taking his email seriously enough. And he sent us a uh, lengthy flounce email, which I won't read out of respect for him, but it was funny because it's kind of like, I don't think if you know this podcast that you would email us in the hope of having your email read out in a deeply respectful and earnest manner. So I'm not quite sure what what surprised him about our response to his email, but he weren't fucking happy. He said he's unsubscribed <laughs> because we'd we'd been oh. mean and teased him. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, there's no oh, accounting man. for folk, is there?
2: It's not for everyone. That's so more it's,
0: it's not. It's not. It's not for everyone.
2: A one here called this and that referee. You want to mm-hmm. hear it? Yeah. Go on then. This is from Stuart Ives, the cat mm. uh,
0: Catman.
2: Catman Stew. Yeah. IFS Division uh, he says quick email about my usual five-a-side ref he's an old Croatian man bald with a 1980s moustache I've only ever seen him give two fouls in the eight years he's been play- we've been playing two fouls in eight years he's not really earning his money is he uh, he says he usually just says football man's game get up or something <laughs> one of those two fouls required a red card to the offender for being a proper leg breaker he didn't have a red card with him, so he had to make do with the KitKat he had in his pocket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. Uh,
2: I show you a cat. Get off.
0: Recently, I've been telling you about the wart on my leg that I've been struggling with. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, because I would had previous with warts, I remembered that a lot of people had got in touch. It's an amazing little sub-community um Mm. the wart community which we've unearthed on on this podcast if you mention people day to day don't tend to talk about warts do they it's the way that people don't tend to discuss their religion or house prices do you know i mean they won't tell people don't say oh this is how much my house costs or whatever salaries warts are the same and and what what that means is andy is that if you have a wart you start to feel very isolated you suffer in silence you, yeah and, and you have and you have deep feelings of shame because you think you're mm. the only person in your community yeah. who has a wart yeah. but if you're brave enough to come out and say i have a my name is sam Blaney and i have a wart before mm. you know it there's a whole community out there willing to share and support you and yeah. that happened a couple of years ago and i had a wart on my hand which is now gone now i have one on my leg and again the community have really stepped up and uh, Lisa Red sent a very good email about this. It's got a good story um, behind it. She says, when I was 18, I suffered for over a year with a painful cluster Veruca Whoa. on my big toe. Oh my God. Which is dozen upon dozens at, at one big volcano shaped mess. It, oh. defi- it defied over the counter remedies. Eventually the docs referred me to the foot hospital didn't know there was such a thing in an attempt to rid me of the hideous unbeatable growth the hospital based in the center of manchester trains the uh, uh podiatrists of tomorrow so i was asked if it would really be okay if if i worked with a student uh, um, on regular appointments as it was a particularly big bugger and would be great practice for an aspiring medic i agreed and was introduced to a white-coated underling At this point, I'm not sure who was more stunned. The student staring aghast at the state of my toe or me staring agog back at the bloke who would go on to cure me. I am a lifelong Manchester United fan and I had at my warty feet none other than Norman Whiteside.
2: Oh, yes, of course. That's what he did after He was
0: retraining after his playing career, right, uh, to be a, a podiatrist. Is that what you mm. call them he froze the, writers, the bleeder yeah. week on week with liquid nitrogen until it was gone and i've had 30 years since then without a peep i hope the war is on its oh. way out sam if it's gone black that's good well it it is on its way out it did go black and i feel that it's almost been eradicated uh, but i would have much preferred to have referred myself to norman whiteside to have got yeah. but it's not on my foot so i don't suppose he would have helped Sorry, no. That's not on your foot, so I'm um, mm. afraid it's out of my jurisdiction. Come on, no. A wart's a wart. You got the liquid nitrogen in your bag there? Just stick it on my leg, make an exception, <laughs> just as well. No, I'm afraid not. It's against the Hippocratic Oath. I'm a foot doctor, <laughs> and I'm not allowed to do anything outside of the foot area. <laughs> yeah, you uh, fucking of course bastard. He was part of
2: the big drinking culture, wasn't he? When Alex Ferguson yeah. took over Whiteside and Paul it's McGuire a bad story, right, Because
0: Rupson. he was really going to be. I mean, he had a good career and he was a good yeah. player but he was actually supposed to be you know the chosen one wasn't he he was yeah, going to be the number one I think he, he was for many years don't know if it's still the case the youngest ever player to play at World Cup too wasn't he yeah
2: yeah he was 17 wasn't he mm. um, yeah had a lot of injuries though ok that'll uh, suffice I reckon as a good mailbag delve yeah uh, we'll do we another one did well one there,
0: there.
2: Uh, in the near future so get your emails in and you can become a star Like those other people. Uh, Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.